Chapter 1 Finding Light This is a wisdom story taken from the sayings of the Desert Fathers and Mothers, as told by Sister Lillian Harrington, the Pilgrim Minister. Anthony and Joseph One day some monks came to see Anthony of Egypt, the most renowned hermit of his day. With them was Abbot Joseph. Anthony chose a text from Scripture, and beginning with the youngest monk, asked each one what it meant. Each gave his opinion as he was able. But to each one the revered teacher said, You have not understood it. Last of all, he said to Abbot Joseph, How do you explain this saying? The abbot replied, I do not know. Then Anthony said, Indeed, Abbot Joseph has found the way, for he has said, I do not know. The glassmaker's art begins in simplicity. It requires only a few elemental ingredients. The artist grinds sand, soda, and lime into a fine powder. That marks the first transformation. When immersed in the crucible of fire, these three elements convert to liquid. Brushed by air, a wholly new substance emerges. Infused with color, it becomes a prism for light. In 1947, a German-born glassmaker named Emil Fry traveled to Atchison, Kansas. He had received a commission to create a new set of stained-glass windows to rise above the main chapel at Mount St. Scholastica Monastery. Fry chose a background color that merged several shades of blue. What he could not know then was that a secondary alchemy would transform his windows over time. The harsh sunlight and fierce winds of the Kansas prairie bleached the stained glass into a new color, one that today reflects a blend of sun, sky, sea, and stone. It is a distinctive blue-gray that exists nowhere else. It has come to be called Atchison Blue. To this day, pilgrims still pray beneath the unerring gaze of Fry's blue windows— they travel to this Benedictine monastery in the heart of America's heartland, desiring transformation. Some hope to deepen an already solid faith. Some crave a temporary respite from cell phones, Facebook, Twitter, and the other white noise of the world beyond. Still others hope to repair a broken spiritual life. I have been one of those seekers." My journey with the Mount Sisters began in an oak stall in the choir chapel awash in Atchison Blue. I'd come with my husband, Charles Reinard, to lead a retreat for busy professionals like ourselves seeking to slow down, find balance, and tap into the sacred. For several weekends in a row, we had dashed from city to city, speaking to various groups and working all the while at our weekday jobs— I as a religion news correspondent for PBS TV, he as an Illinois circuit court judge. The morning we were to give our presentation at the Mount, I sat alone in the chapel. I wondered how I was going to speak to a retreat group later that day about nourishing the soul when I hadn't fed my own soul a decent meal in weeks. Sunlight beamed through the stained glass, throwing patches of blue on the chapel's walls and ceiling. Silence saturated the room. I peered at the image on the window above me, St. Benedict standing with outstretched arms. Some words were written in Latin, Omni tempore silencio debent studere. At all times, cultivate silence.
The paradox I had been living stared me in the face. For months I had been talking, 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 driving myself to exhaustion, trying to help others live a more contemplative life. What I lacked in my own life were moments of stillness and silence when I could simply listen and be.